what I have done throughout my life is celebrating small wins. Mm-hmm. Very, very small wins. If you start celebrating small wins, goals mm-hmm. are always much bigger and we all are chasing that. Mm-hmm. But then just, just looking at that goal and saying, oh my God, I'm nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I can't do it. I have lost it. What nonsense. You know, how is life? That is all. And, and this happens. Really, it happens. It's the it's human nature. But if you simply start celebrating, like I'll tell you, I I could I have celebrated a day when I uh, when I could afford a second meal. Mm. Mm. It was a winning thing for me. I was like, oh my god, I've arrived in life. Deep conversations about what really matters with the best minds in business, startups, sports, music, and many more. This is the Best in Class podcast. So first of all, Chinu, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I've been looking forward to this conversation. You have a lovely, lovely story to share and I want to bring it to a lot more folks, especially the women amongst my listeners, uh, young girls who are looking to start something and get inspired. I think yours is a great story to share. And uh, I thought uh, it'll be a fun conversation also discovering more about your journey. Right? So that's, that's the objective for today. And again, thanks for making time for me. Thank you for having me. I'm super thrilled to be on your show. It's really exciting. Awesome, awesome. So, for those of my listeners who don't know who you are, I'm just going to do a quick intro. Chinu Kala is a founder of Rubans, and uh, if you haven't tried the brand, please go to Mintra, buy her stuff. Uh, it's a jewelry and accessory brand. It's wonderful. The designs are classy, modern. Uh, at the same time, uh, very timeless. I would say. And uh, she's been the driving force behind the brand, uh, the design, uh, and also how uh, she's built it over many years from a, a fledgling company or a small startup to now doing revenues in uh, tens of uh, crores, right? So it's a, it's a wonderful journey. I think there's a lot to be inspired from that journey. Uh, the, the background story to what led to Rubans and how she has gotten to this point is also quite interesting. As a young girl of, I think, 15 years old, right? Uh, She started up her house with a few hundred rupees in her pocket and not knowing where her next meal will come from. From there, she has done multiple jobs, uh, had, uh, her life had many twists and turns and now here we are, right? So I think uh, uh, that's, that's context, you know, if you can, if you want to add anything, please do. Um, And and, uh, otherwise we can jump into the, the discussion. Yeah, as you said, that is exactly what it is. It has been a completely crazy ride. Uh, yes, we can start with the conversation. Awesome. So, uh, I want to talk about two parts during this conversation. One is your your uh, life before Rubans and how uh, struggle made you what you are today. And the second part is obviously starting and running a company of this size and and uh, how uh, from for a person who had no, no background in business... Uh, you started a company and now it has become this big, right? So these are the two things I definitely want to deep dive into. But uh, let's start from your uh, prior life, uh, your journey, uh, your struggles, uh, how you have built grit. And I, I, I would like to start with uh, the, the chapter from the book, right, that you sent me. Uh, All you need is Josh. And I think the chapter, your chapter is called uh, No Plan B. <laughs> I think that's a very apt title for your journey. Uh, talk to me about what happened. So when you're 15, you had to step out. What happened and, and 
as a young girl how did you find your footing right uh, just talk us through the journey and and what went on in your mind at that point uh, how did you survive and then how did you thrive So that time when I left home uh, at fifteen, uh, well, I had no clue that life is going to be so bad and so crazy. So when we are at home, it's a completely secure environment. And actually, uh, as kids, we don't even know that all the comfort and the food that we get on our plate, someone goes out and earns for it. Uh, you know, I, I so they used to be sometime back the whole generation who always thought. Even now, there are kids who always think you know uh, there is a full uh, ATM is got some money always, and father goes and just removes that money from that machine. They don't know that really somebody is earning for all of that. So was the case with me. I had no clue about all that. I had three hundred rupees left home with all the um, anger, aggression that oh I can take care of my life kind of conversation with my father. And uh, then I suddenly I was at the railway platform, uh, sitting there. Uh, so I had some memory of you know Bombay Central Station where uh, where I thought people could because I had seen people sitting there with their bags and all that. So I was actually thinking you know people can stay there. That's a place to stay. Uh, somewhere in my mind I thought that place is going to be safe also because there's so many people around. Well, at that age and that time, I had no clue about safety, about money, about you know, uh, how to really fend for myself. But then I just with that josh that I had, I left home and reached there. And that night became like the craziest and the scariest one because by that night, I had three hundred rupees in my pocket. I had just two shalwar kameezers and. Uh, Then I'm like, then I went and bought a vada pav, which was some five rupees. And then I'm like counting, okay, how many five rupees do I have, and how many vada pavs can I eat, and how will I sustain? Well, fast forwarding a little bit, uh, then I got my, uh, you know, I spoke to a few people, and then I got my. Now I was looking for a job, so I understood here. Now you have to work to make money. So when I understood that, and when I started my first job, it was as a door-to-door sales girl. This is what has this job has made me what I am today. Today, uh, you know that I'm so tough and I can manage any situation is because of this my first job. Because as door to door sales girl, what we get is rejection, ninety percent rejection. You go, you knock at the door, you ring the doorbell. Trust me, those people. I mean, they don't even give you a chance to say hello. They just see the bag in the hand and they shut the door on the. They just slam the door on the face. The I remember the first door that got slammed was where I still remember that that feeling you know that I got that day. It just got slammed, and every day uh, I used to go and uh, knock almost hundred doors, and ninety would be slammed. My uh, my success ratio was two, so I used to make two sales out of uh, you know hundred doors that I would knock. So. that kind of rejection that the courage that i had to always come back and you know start restart and it takes a courage when the when there are doors slammed uh, it takes courage to go back and because you know the next door is also going to be slammed but also what i have started doing is i um, i started celebrating my because i had nothing so also what happens when you have nothing in hand life shows you 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 see life at its extremes so what i started doing is because also no plan b i didn't want to go home i had no plan b so i had to just go on that's why i say no plan b and i was giving my 100% 
from there, uh, what I started doing is I started enjoying my small wins. So that first sale that I made, I made just 20 rupees out of that sale. But that was a winning for me. And that is what built that uh, confidence. So there were 98% uh, like bad calls that I uh, that I got, you know, rejections that I got, like two sales that I got, I used to enjoy that. And that is what built the confidence. Right. And, and it also, I would say, it takes a, uh, a level of grit and actually stubbornness to say, I will Right. So has that changed over time, Chinu? Have you, has the relationship with your parents and your dad changed over time? Yes, I think now it's a little better. Uh, but yeah, those uh, first five years was really bitter. I, I did not even talk to them and I was like, I don't want to talk to them. See, what I realized is because I just I thought that one day I will become a force to reckon with my father because my father obviously like any any teenager's father say you know like if you step out you can't do anything in your life and you, you're going to be like you know you're going to be completely unsuccessful you don't know you know those kind of conversations that was all those titles which my father also gave me and I was like no no now it has to reach a point where he says I'm proud of you hmm 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 and and did you get that get to that goal Yes, today my parents are so proud of me. I mean, they uh, they keep talking about me. They they give my example to everyone that they know. Okay, have you seen my daughter? And now they feel achha I mean, no, 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 achha <laughs> <laughs> Nice, nice. That's awesome. So, what happened after that, Chinu? So, you left home. Uh, you got the first job as a as a saleswoman. When did the first uh, business happen or first uh, entrepreneurial idea happen? And talk about your, your uh, how did you meet Amit and then how did uh, the Mrs. India uh, contest happen? Talk, talk us through that journey. Yeah. So after this, when I was pretty good with my job and I started working, I, I was working for my daily meals and, you know, to, to survive basically. So I used to work like 16, 18 hours. I used to do part-time jobs. Mm-hmm. I, I worked as a waitress. Now where I was working as a waitress on a part-time job, so there there was this gentleman who offered me a full-time job in a apparel store. Mm-hmm. So he thought that, you know, okay, she speaks well and you know, she can manage the customer. Now, uh, so I said fine, and when I was working at the apparel store, the whole experience of today, uh, today, well, I know that there is a whole uh, subject called consumer insights, mm-hmm. which I didn't know at that time. But yeah. I learned that at that the whole consumer insight at that store, you know. So my job was to meet the customer and uh, then show, obviously show them what they like and trying to you know understand what they would like, what's the kind of price point. And I got so good at it that uh, as to have a very internal that you know every fourth uh, garment that I will show I'd strike a sale and this was crazy so this was like so I used to start with so ma'am do you like this and uh, she and then I by the time she's seen the outfit I'm like do you want something lighter or darker Mm. Uh, what's the kind of budget you have what is the colors that you like those kind of things. And in in this five or seven minutes, I will understand what my consumer needs. Mm-hmm. Like I said, 
So I was the most successful salesperson in that uh, store. Mm-hmm. So this is what these are all the experience which has made me what I am today. Today at Rubans, we understand our customer. At this store, I in that age I saw that you need to have a variety. What my brand does. We have a huge variety of you know for every customer. So these are the learning kept on. But then uh, that then I had no vision and no money to start something on my own. Uh, so kept on doing few jobs. Fast forward again a few years. Uh, then uh, I also worked as a customer relation executive. Then I worked as a telecaller. So I've done all the jobs which are now helping me to you know do what I do. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, then I met Amit. Uh, it was a love marriage. Uh, we got uh, married. Then, uh, well, like a great husband, he said, "No, no, no. You've been working for so many years. Take a break for like one or two months." And in that one or two months, I went and did my uh, makeup course with Bharat and Doris. Mm-hmm. That's where I met a lot of models and uh, few photographers in Bombay. And they were like, "Hey, you look so pretty. Why don't you go and do a Mrs. India? Why don't you participate in Mrs. India?" And I'm like, "No." And you know, like fashion was always a first love, but I never had money, never had that kind of resources to uh, to do all that what I like. And suddenly, Mrs. India was like a Really exciting uh, thing, and I sent my pictures. I got selected. <laughs> that was one of the most beautiful years, you know. So, uh, and from there, when I got selected, this is the place where I had my first interaction with fashion, like exactly what fashion is, what outfits are, uh, and then I saw it was like uh, it was a really beautiful uh, thing. So I saw when we would, when as models, we would let get ready for the show, and we'd be like all set to uh, hit the ramp. Then this lady, uh, stylist, she'd come with a whole jewelry uh, mm. uh, thing, and she'd give us the jewelry for our outfits. It felt like a like a kala tikka, you know, okay, uh, when you're full ready, and then you have this final bindi or the the final kala tikka when you uh, go out, and it felt very fascinating. The whole that that last one minute was very that the last ten minutes was very fascinating. So this thought again stayed with me for. Sometimes the jewelry is exciting. How do, how is it that this piece, such a simple piece of jewelry, can just complete the look? Mm-hmm. No matter what the person is wearing, it could be Indian, it could be ethnic. I mean, Western. It could be any attire, and different jewelry for different segments. Mm-hmm. So that whole thing again. This so these are the thoughts which stayed with me over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, then another like a very interesting journey. I started uh, corporate merchandising. That was my first job. Uh, sorry, that was my first uh, business. Right. I started corporate merchandising because again I had no funds. I uh, corporate merchandising was something which you can start with just a very small investment at home with almost uh, with just some, some samples. Mm-hmm. All you needed was ten thousand rupees samples. You go, you meet the you meet your clients, and they tell you uh, like what they need. This is where I met uh, lots of brand managers. So I was dealing with uh, Sad Miller, Pranorica, Kingfisher, like some of the top brands, Etel, uh, Archer, some of the top brands, and I was seeing this marketing uh, gurus and the marketing heads of this great brands that I've grown up seeing. All of them took so much pride about the brand, mm. and I'm like, what is this brand like? Mm. What is this? 
Just for me, life is just weird about you know earning a meal, trying to find a you know accommodation where I can pay a lesser rent, or you know just fending life basically. It was always a struggle. Suddenly, hmm. I'm in this whole. Uh, I'm meeting people who are talking brands, who are talking. You know, the color of the brand should be like this. This is how we make. We have some. I learned a new word, TG. I'm like, hey, what is this TG? You know, what, what do they mean? You know, our consumer is like this. Our consumer is like that. This I did for about seven years. Hmm. Hmm. As well as and I was working with just about thirty clients, but the top. 30 brands in the country were my clients this is where i learned branding yes. now fashion and the whole experience and the conversations so see i i had nothing in hand right i had no uh, i had no degree mm. i could have finished my education i uh, i had no money but that i was curious to learn mm. so All these brand managers that I used to talk to, then slowly they were most of them were my friends. So I used to call them and say, "You know, tell me more. Mm. How do you think? How do you plan things?" And they were nice enough to you know give me all the all the gyan that they learned in those great colleges that I just know names of. <laughs> so that's how that's been a complete learning journey. So I think. Sometimes I feel maybe God planned this for me, and that is why I went through like each because each thing that I did was something that is preparing me for today. Hmm. 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 Awesome. And that's when about uh, seven years back, I I got in that love for fashion, that love for the jewelry that I saw at Mrs. India, and all that I learned from all the brand heads. I put all of that together and started Rubas. And then I was speaking the language which the marketing had said. I said I will own a brand, and I remember uh, all the people I know and you know even my close friends were like, "What are you saying? Who buys uh, branded jewelry?" So when I started jewelry, uh, jewelry was sold on the road. Hmm. Uh, like and people were like, "Who buys branded jewelry? What do you mean by branded jewelry?" I said, "No, no, no." There has to be a place where people can, you know, get everything under one roof. They can trust a brand. They have something. They know that they can, you know, trust the quality, the aesthetics. This thought has started to come. And and let me deep dive into that a bit, Chino. Uh, See, in hindsight, it looks like a great story, right? It is obviously a story of resilience and and inspiring to say the least. But uh, when when you were in the middle of it. right when you were 20 years old doing your waitressing job or when you started doing this uh, uh the the company that you started for merchandising i think a lot to do with your success is is coming from a place of grit right a, a place of uh, um not accepting the situation as is and then fighting hard for what you want where does this come from is it something that you picked up in your family uh, where your parents responsible for it where does this come from what what if you if you think back at it right what what is the recipe for that <laughs> that's an interesting question i never thought of about it but i think it inherent but also it was stubbornness so in my case that stubbornness uh, paid positively uh but uh, but then i have seen when i look back i have had all all those crazy days i have had anxiety uh depression failures to other level i think every day was a failure hmm. uh, but 
there was a stubbornness that no, I don't want to go and say I could not do this. So even now, like sometimes I uh, I give myself very crazy targets, but I don't accept myself saying I could not do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, also when I started, I understood that I had nothing, uh, you know. So I was like, okay. In Hindi, I, I would say that you have to do your work. That's yeah. all. So it's been almost 20 years that I have been working more than 15, 16 hours a day. Even today, I, I, I work for almost 16 hours. So I understood that when you don't have anything, one, because I also spend a lot of time in learning. So I learn and I work. And I learn and I work. And yeah. I'm not learning from books. I'm learning from life. Hmm. All the lessons, everything that I have today, is lo- is what I've learned practically. Yeah, this that's a good mantra to have: learn and work, learn and work, and repeat. And <laughs> <laughs> <I> repeat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you were to give a piece of advice to a young girl listening to this show, right? And and it's always easy to say, don't give up, or or uh, be resilient, or you know, learn and work. I think it's easy to say these things, but when when faced with a tough day, uh, when you have that bad day or week or month or even a year, things do break down, right? Uh, people give up. So, based on your uh, 20 years of doing this day in and day out, what what can one do to make this a habit? When when they like a practical piece of advice, right? If 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 you are faced with such a day, what do you do? during that 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 moment to change that mindset it, so what i would suggest is what one needs to do is what i have done throughout my life is celebrating small wins mm-hmm. very very small wins if you start celebrating small wins mm-hmm. goals are always much bigger and we all are chasing that mm-hmm. but then just just looking at that goal and saying oh my god i'm nothing mm-hmm. i i can't do it I have lost it. What nonsense! You know how is life? That is all, and, and this happens. Really, it happens. It's the it's human nature. But mm. if you simply start celebrating, like I'll tell you, I I could I have celebrated a day when I uh, when I could afford a second meal. Mm. Mm. It was a winning thing for me. I was like, oh my god, I've arrived in life. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And the day I could eat my breakfast, lunch, and dinner comfortably, mm. Mm. I really thought I've arrived in life. So, this will build a lot of uh, self belief mm. and confidence. And that's, and that's what you need. Don't give up is a very, uh, I think, a very superficial uh, thought. Okay, don't give up. No, do not give up. What you need to do is celebrate small, very small wins. Mm. Mm. I have celebrated, I'm telling you, like second meal I got. Yeah. I have celebrated when I when I did my one, like after 98, 99 rejections, when I got my one say, I was like, oh my God, I am good. Mm-hmm. So if you start patting your back, saying that I am good, I think it works. And it's it's worked for me. Uh, I uh, So I, 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 would, I would give that as a very strong advice, celebrate small wins. Yeah, that's a that's a wonderful piece of advice. And uh, actually, I was just reflecting on it when you were saying, um, there are a lot of things in life. The moment I achieve something, I usually start thinking about the next thing without even pausing and, and living in that moment for a second. I think it's a good, good uh, reflection that for someone who 
had to struggle for the next meal to make that a habit must have been a, a great moment of positivity during that time right so yeah. that's, a, that's a good very good piece of advice you know i was sharing when when, when i started living uh, living uh, like after my after leaving my house i was sharing a room with about 20 dormitory not a room mm-hmm. a dormitory with almost 25 women mm-hmm. when i moved from there to a, a pg which had 10 women I still feel that was my success moment. Yeah, yeah. It's about that. It's about building your self confidence, and only we can do it. No one else is going to come and tell you, "Okay, oh, you're fabulous." No, we have to tell ourselves you're fabulous. Like I tell myself every morning that I'm fabulous, mm-hmm. and I'm good, and I'm good at what I do. So, I there's a, there's an important nuance that I want to point out, Chino, uh, which I think you mentioned it in passing, but it's worth uh, repeating. It's not setting your expectations so low that everything seems to be a win you are actually setting very high expectations but at yeah. the same time even if you fail you are focusing on the few things that you won i think that's a very important yeah. nuance to take away yeah um, how do you celebrate so let's let's take an example of let's say you got that one sale after 99 rejections what do you do when i genuinely feel happy about things like that i dance i actually <laughs> dancing i'm going to dance okay i i'm this one crazy woman who want to really show that i'm happy so right. even today when i'm in something i dance like i was 40 under 40 uh, last year yeah i'm going to dance with my roots so i celebrated at home with my friends with family and i was really dancing at home for one full day <laughs> right 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 that's that's amazing yeah um let's talk about rubans right so why why the name rubans where did the name come from the rubans means ribbons yeah and uh, so it's like uh, the um, the ribbon of life hmm that uh, like the ribbon that ties the life together i i feel uh, because i feel in my life everything is just come together hmm. everything every struggle every hard, hardship that i went through is all come together Hmm. So it's like a ribbon that is a life uh, gift of life together, and Very obviously it stands. Yeah. I didn't know this story. Hmm. Nice, nice. I didn't know this story. That's beautiful. Yeah, go on, go on, please. Sorry. It stands for color, smoothness, but it's all about bringing the life together and celebrating. For me, life is about celebrating. Got it. Lows and highs. Hmm. Lows, you feel low. You're ready. You can know. You know. Tomorrow morning, it's going to be better. It's just about that thought, telling yourself that tomorrow is going to be better. Hmm. Mm. And for folks who may not know much about the brand, can you tell us more about what are your bestsellers? What kind of uh, products do you make? What are your, you know, best-selling lines of of uh, products? Just talk a bit more about Rubans. So Rubans has uh, been all my love for fashion. Uh, mm-hmm. Everything that I've learned over years in terms of fashion and my love for the Indian heritage uh, jewelry. So what mm-hmm. we do is we uh, marry the Indian heritage look with modernity. Every piece is like is is modern but heritage uh, looking. You know, it's ethnic but it's not traditional. Even a traditional piece would look very glamorous at our. Uh, mm. A traditional piece would be like. A piece which you can carry with the Indian or a Western attire. Right. Let me also, Harish, tell you how I started Rubans. So Rubans was started by in just six by six square feet. Hmm. 
it was a very small space and no mall was ready to give us a place for for this brand because obviously we were not a brand we were, I, i was one individual who was you know uh, going to every mall and saying that i will start a jewelry brand and they had never heard of a jewelry brand so no one entertained me also when the first mall well i chased the first mall that i got the place so i chased them for about 6 months and for 6 months they kept saying that okay we will see uh, if we can give you a place so it was a crazy chasing that i did because i believed in what i wanted to do hmm another very interesting story that i'd like to share is when i got my space at the forum i did not have the money for deposit and malls take about 10 months uh, deposit yeah. so anyone who any sensible advice would be that if you don't have money for the deposit don't go approach the mall <laughs> because yeah. the, if they give you the place you will need money to uh, pay the deposit right and i just went ahead i had no money and i had no backup backup plan also for for even this so i just went and told them i got the place and i just cooked up a story you know i just told them you know what i have a fp which is going to get mature is it okay can you give me a month to pay the deposit and sometimes you know uh, i think when you really need need want something everything comes together so the mall manager actually agreed to give me a month i gave him a pdc with having just a lakh rupee in my account whereas i had what i had to pay was almost like 5 7 times more of what i had in my account mm-hmm. and i gave him a pdc well this, this was about self belief i knew that i will bring in something on the table which will be which will be loved by my customers mm-hmm. and before i started rubans what i did when i got the place what i did is i went and sat again consumer understanding i went and sat in that Call for hours together. Like I have to go by nine thirty in the morning, like ten thirty in the morning, and sit there till nine in the night just to see how what kind of consumer is walking in, how many bags do they have when they come out, which are the shops that they are buying from. Because also jewelry is a very complementing product, so I also had to have an understanding on what are people buying in terms of apparel because I had to complement that with my jewelry. So for about three months, all I did was go to the mall and sit there for eight hours. <laughs> so that's how I got the consumer understanding from, and that is when I started Ruban. So when I started once, I exactly knew my customer. I knew what they are looking for, what kind of price points they would need, what kind of product, or what is their style. So for me at Ruban, it's about my understanding to fashion. but it's very strongly about connecting with my customer's style hmm. so Make- if you're someone who wears the cotton sari i have something for you hmm. if you're someone who's like super fashionable i will have something for you on the other side if you're somebody you know if you're a ceo or or a housewife or someone or say a mom in law you know who just wants to wear a silk sari i will have something for them as well so what we concentrate on is understanding my consumer style and creating different looks for them got it and and just to let you know chinu uh in my household my mom my mom in law and my wife are all big fans of rubans and they all have very distinct styles and i can i can attest to the fact that whatever you have made works for all three of them 
So we have got like, all our festive shopping, everything that they buy for an occasion where all of it comes from Dubai. So glad, so glad to hear that. How did you scale? So talk to me about lessons you learnt on taking it from one uh, shop in Forum Mall, or not even a shop, a counter in Forum Mall to uh, now a multi-crore uh, revenue business. What have been some of the unintuitive uh, learnings you have had and um, uh, what would you do differently if you had the learnings that you have now? So one, one principle that I had from day one was for, you know, following the unit economics. So I was very clear upon that, that you know, if you buy for X, the sale has to be X plus Y. So this is something that was most important. Uh, again, be conscious about the money that we spend. Uh, I think a lot of brands go overboard in terms of uh, uh, inventory or marketing or, you know, just creating the brand. Uh, they go really overboard. I So what we did was we, we mastered the product to a very large scale. In fact, uh, I remember there was a time where we had, because we started very small, we had no funds to even create a fabulous packaging or something. So our product used to go in, 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 a, in a plastic box. Uh, well, today I feel embarrassed about it, but at that time I had no option. But then our customers loved the product so much that they did not mind that packaging. Mm-hmm. And we had a huge return ratio because we had mastered our product. So I think what what helped me in scaling up is one is unit economics, other is the mastery of the product. Mm-hmm. And what I would do differently, I think nothing. So I'm so happy with the growth and the journey that Rubans has had. Uh, today with almost, what, 35% uh, repeat customers, I don't think I can ask for anything more. And and uh, how did you learn that? How did you get that mastery over the product? I, I, you are not a jewelry designer by profession before. Um, talk to us about that journey as well. So when I started, so jewelry was something that excited me. Uh, and then after that, when I decided to launch a brand, I spent four or five months going across the country, meeting the artisans, uh, trying different jewelry, creating. So <clears throat> again, whatever I learned in jewelry is also practical because uh, Anyway, they're not much of, uh, because I uh, I did not have, because I'm not a designer or I don't come from a lift background. For me, it was about practical knowledge. So I started, I, I started traveling to all the cities that make jewelry in India. Mm-hmm. I also did some abroad travels, but that was later. Initially, it was all about the Indian jewelry. And that's how I understood. And to also what I did, I think differently was, it's, it's a lot of touch and feel for the product that I had. So even now, uh, well, with about 2,000 SKUs that we deal with, every piece before it goes on my site or, you know, when we do the selection and when we curate the styles, I practically wear every piece and I see. Mm-hmm. So I know how it falls. I know that the earring will not be heavy. My consumer should. So I know the sizes that they would like. So we work on all of this and it is all practical knowledge with the travel and with meeting several and several artisans from across the country. Right. There was one incident in your journey which actually was a huge setback uh, when your your uh, factory caught fire and, and you lost uh, everything, right? I don't think many people know about this 
as well. So you should talk about what happened and how you bounced back and how more importantly the team bounced back and and the, the company came back to where it was. Yeah, that 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 was a really really uh, sad day. So it was early. Mo- this is when we. we felt that you know oh, we are doing great the journey was doing great and you know we were uh, really growing very fast and one morning about a year and a half ago no about two years so it was before the covid yeah so about two years back uh, what happened is one morning i got a call uh, from my office uh, security saying ma'am there is a fire in the office well the word fire i uh, didn't understand what would be the uh, gravity of that uh, fire but uh, when i uh, when i reached here i saw my 5000 square foot space uh, with was completely in on fire and we lost everything from a lap ops to our entire stock to jewelry uh, like everything we were left with nothing Uh, all i saw was was ashes that day everything was black everything was ashes i remember uh, telling uh, my team and my husband that this sight i will never forget throughout my life it was that bad but then this is where i say uh, you know my first job that i did those door slams have made me so strong today that nothing can affect me So when this happened obviously I was broken I was numb but I knew I could start again because also everything that I had was built my be hmm so I knew I could start again and I went back to that episode of uh, standing at the door with a bag and trying to sell the first piece I thought life is just uh, <laughs> you know it was it is little funny because i i remember that line ke history will repeat i'm like is this the negative history also repeating am i going back to where i started with mm-hmm. but then i was like even if it repeats i build all of this so i can build it again right so next day morning i mean same day i started working the same day because i again understood i went back to my that uh, fighting instinct and you know i was like no matter what i will build this again mm. because i cannot again i cannot lose right so i started working the same uh, day i told my team that we resume work tomorrow and my team was just that they were like ma'am we don't have anything i said don't worry we will we will do it again mm. so i go back home uh, thankfully in bangalore a uh, lot of people have extra laptops it city so a lot of people have extra laptops in their house i went to my neighbors i borrowed laptops because we didn't even have time to go and buy anything now mm-hmm. i wanted to start working the next day uh so we had to just go and buy like from pen to the we borrowed laptops we my team came next day morning and we just started working and i promised my team i said don't worry i will build this again mm. and i'm so glad that they stood by me and we started working next day morning and i also realized that when you're honest and when you really want to do things uh, people stand by by you so uh, so we called up our each and every vendors we told them what happened i personally spoke to them i said see stand with me 
I, I need your help because without your help, I will not be able to, you know, come out of this. Mm. So send us the songs, give us a credit period, and I promise, I promise, I don't know where that again that courage came from. Mm. We were zero, okay, suddenly, and I'm telling my vendors, okay, sir, I promise in next six months I will do double the sales. Mm-hmm. And the guys were like, "Ma'am, up, kaise karoge?" I said, "Sir, up, you give us the material and we will do it." Mm. And thankfully, our staff and my vendors, our associates, everyone stood by us. Within fifteen days, we were live with our first set of inventory. Uh, within six months, we actually doubled our sales. Mm. That's an amazing story, and and to have it uh, happen at such a scale where you lost everything in the office. But again, like you said, celebrating small wins, right? At least you were uh, unhurt and and uh, things where nobody got hurt in the in the fire. So I think, um, given the mentality, building it up from scratch is something that the team will accomplish. And like you said, um, it, it is only going to grow even faster as the years go by. So that's that's a fantastic story, Chima. And and talk about that, right? A bit more on the support you have from your husband, your family, uh, your uh, team. Um, what role has that played? How do you get support from them? Uh, what does that mean to you? Yes, that, that that's actually the most important thing in the whole journey. So, talking about my husband, last year he joined us. So that feels nice. And uh, uh, well, he's been always supportive because he always knew that you know uh, we uh, we will be able to reach to our goals. He trusted me, and he trusted me to a level. Well, when we when I started Rubans, and even during my corporate merchandising, I remember uh, well I funded Rubans with his salary actually throughout. Mm-hmm. So it was like. Every month he would be like, "Oh my God, am I earning to just give the put money to your business?" I'm like, "No, you give it to me, and I promise I will return it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I will, I will make it grow." Uh, well, so he trusted me to other levels because he, uh, it was financial support, emotional support, that wins that I want to celebrate. He celebrated that with me. Uh, he was low when I was low uh, because there were low days. Mm-hmm. So all of that. Uh, and uh, coming to the team, extremely lucky because uh, there is a core team that I have about eight people who have been with me from day one mm-hmm. to now. So like they are there with me for almost seven years, and no one is left. Right. So this core team does is they just stand by me like when we were hardly a lakhs rupee brand to today a multi crore brand uh, they have just been there with me so that's a an other level of support and there are days when i mean they because they've seen the growth so they are like they tell me nowadays and also what we have done now because we work so closely with this core team and they have not left from day 1 to now so they are also living my dream mm-hmm. so they are like man isko 100 crore banayenge mm-hmm. <laughs> you know well and when your team has it i think that's a very big win 50% of the battle is won yeah yeah 
because everyone will do their give their hundred percent to reach that scale that we are talking about. Wonderful, wonderful. And what lies ahead, Chinu? Hundred um, crores, I think, is a, is is not the end end game. I think it will definitely happen very soon. What is the vision? Where what is Ruban's twenty uh, years from now look like? <laughs> well, the vision is that, and well, every Indian woman, I should be Ruban should be able to relate to every Indian woman's style. Hmm. Uh, we should have something to offer to every Indian woman, and we should create products and brands. So you know, I I I tell my friends and my uh, family and my team that. जो भी इंडियन वुमेन ज्वेलरी पहनेगी ना वो हमारी ही पहनेगी सो सो एंड फॉर दैट वी आर क्रिएटिंग डिफरेंट रेंज वी हैव जस्ट डन अ कोलैबोरेशन विद अनुक व्हिच इज व्हिच इज गोइंग टू बी अ लिटिल मोर इकोनॉमिक लिटिल मोर वेरी वेरी क्लासिक काइंड ऑफ ज्वेलरी लाइन देन वी हैव रुबांस व्हिच व्हिच केटर्स टू द मिड सेगमेंट वी आर आल्सो गेटिंग इनटू रुबांस वोगेश Uh, which is all about the western jewelry the the jewelry from across the globe hmm. so you know anything that pe- people will see rihana wearing they will have that in rubans in vogesh so that's the aim that any segment it's not about what your personal style is we will create something to give you and any jewelry that you know indian jewelry what indian women whatever jewelry they'll buy they will buy from rubans that's the aim awesome and and i definitely see that happening chinu and and i'm sure uh, you will make it a reality uh, very very yes. soon <laughs> yes on it <laughs> let me ask you some uh, few quick questions that i ask all my guests top of mind thoughts are welcome yeah so yes. first is uh, something new that you have learned in the last year that has blown your mind mm, photography so tell me more say more so photography obviously it's a very important part of our business also but it was always you know outsourced but uh, of late i've been really learning and trying to understand it little more and mm. that blows my mind like what you can really do with photography it can take you to a different uh, uh, Planet, you know, you can just create something, and it's the person to do a completely different genre. So mm-hmm. that's very exciting for me. Awesome, awesome. Um, favorite book, Ooh. or or a book that you are gifted, or something that you keep going back to. Any book that comes. All, to- you, need, all you need is Josh. <laughs> good one, good one. Uh, a favorite quote that you remind yourself every day. When. It's very interesting one. Uh, when talent stops working, hmm. is the hard work that takes the lead. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. And that's, and that's it. That's so true in in my case because uh, I did not have a talent or any degree or anything. It is just built on hard work. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, there's an interesting learning. You know, there's a book called Grit. Uh, I read that book and also followed up on that. Uh, that uh, uh, principle a, a lot and and read about it more uh, the research shows that um, the number one predictor of success is actually not um, talent it's not even capital to an extent um, the kids who are able to persist with the same problem statement for a long time and 
optimist for the long run and in, in the spirit of sacrificing the short run they tend to be the most successful in any given group so yes grit and what you said right um, hard work i think that will trump uh, a lot of other things because the goodness will keep compounding so yes. you're on the right path uh, <laughs> last question jinu uh, uh, if you had a billboard in the middle of the biggest intersection in the biggest city in the world right one message one sentence that you can put for everyone to see what would that be hmm that's an interesting one <laughs> love yourself say more because that that will take you places because it is the self love which makes you say any anything like i today being where i am is also a lot to do with self love because i didn't want to see myself lose someone giving up on that pizza and going for a run is also self love someone sacrificing you know someone uh, say not uh, not going for a after party but trying to take a 9 hour sleep or sorry a 8 hour sleep is self love so any most of the things that people do right for themselves it's some way connected to self love that's a good one jinu uh definitely one for uh, my listeners and especially for uh, young women out there who are trying to start something or do something great in their life i think this is the first step right self love and yeah, love yourself love yourself so much that you don't want to you don't want to see yourself fail that's also self love it is great it's passion yes but it's it's also trust me self love and i've experienced this throughout my life whatever i am today my fitness my uh, my success is all about self love and that is what my uh, brand tagline also stands for you know because you are your favorite so do things for yourself because you are your favorite on that fantastic note chinu uh, it was a pleasure talking to you um, more power to you and more power to other women like you uh, thanks for sharing your story and thanks for uh, sharing the journey that you and rubans have been on and uh, wishing you the very best i'm sure you're going to be a 1000 crore brand very soon so i'll i'll be cheering for you thanks for your time thank you thank you so much for having me over it was such a such a great time thank you, you. take care